This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Wouldn't hitting record be better? Yeah, what you've done is you've just spoken. <laughs> was already so the first thing people are going to hear is you being critical. Uh, welcome to our <laughs> introduction. <Being a> pedant. <laughs> to our introduction to this week's podcast. Um, yeah, it was it was all right this week. I didn't, didn't mind it. It was very much a um, as you called it, Nick, during the show. It was a navel gazing show. We we're all a bit angry and ranty today. I think some very interesting points were made, mainly by the listeners. Um, but yeah, all in all, not too bad a show, really. Uh, I don't even know what naval gazing means. It's no. when you're looking at the ships over the harbour, when the sailors are about. But I live in Streatham. Uh, okay. um, oh, so very really... close to the telly when there's a war film on. And then <laughs> <laughs> do it. Yeah. It's a It'll good idea. Like really there. Have you two finished? I mean, honestly. Carry on. Yeah. So, I mean, things you've got to look forward to today are um, a review of the fantastic Doncaster game, which Crystal Palace won 11-0. Uh, and then we uh, look back at, um, at the 6-0 victory over Nottingham Forest. Uh, we look ahead to the game uh, against Birmingham, which we've been awarded, I think it's 5-0. Um, and, um, yeah. yeah, none of that is actually true, is it? Claude Davis hat-trick. <laughs> a Claude Davis hat-trick. Now, there's a sub- sentence that's never been said before. Um, and I know we didn't mention this in the show, but I'll mention it now be- before. The- Actually, I mentioned it in the outro um, mm. about um, Claude Davis. It's not libelous. Oh, OK, so we're going to come back yeah. to that, are we, later on? Yeah, in the outro. Okay. Nothing, the outro, that's, that's what we call it in the industry, isn't it? Um, OK, nothing much left to say other than thank you for downloading and i hope you enjoy what is probably about an hour and 30 minutes or so of hilarious fun um it's not really hilarious or fun uh, we're just going to sit here in a little bit of silence and and let things catch up with themselves and we'll speak to you again in the outro later on bye god help us all get ready stop speaking okay no, no, you just carry on speaking. Stop speaking. Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio with me, your host, Chris Hambling. Um, I was completely unprepared for that. Um, 
uh, as unprepared as I am for Tyler Smart repeatedly calling me at the moment. Leave it, Tyler. We're not ready. Um, obviously, welcome to the show. Uh, with me today, I have Nick Gussett, and I also have Albert Curley, although I feel I may have to try and add him back to the call because he disappeared. But, um, yeah, anyway, so um, we've got... Well, it's been a difficult week. There's no sense in denying that, I don't think. Um, but certainly, we, we have a lot to talk to you about. Uh, and it's not all doom and gloom. We're going to try and keep ourselves fairly positive, because, let's face it, no one really wants to hear a, a you know, room full of old men moaning, eh, Nick? But, um, well, no, I but, mean, I mean, I, you set us up well with the music today, Chris. I did indeed, Very yeah. Uplifting. Yeah, anyone, anyone may have noticed. There was a, there was a slight theme in there. Not half the listeners already. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have the uh, capacity to lose half of them. But anyway, let's let's get underway, and then hopefully I can uh, answer Tyler's repeated calls. <laughs> it's, uh, he's very keen to, to talk to us. Let's, let's talk to him anyway. Happy Monday during the break. <laughs> One second. I'm just going to answer this call straight away. I haven't been Hello? Yeah, what, what I did there was I accidentally answered the phone call uh, instead of actually adding it to this call. So I started really well. It's um, it's the kind of professionalism that our regulars are used to and any new listeners will be astounded by. Um, it's good to be here. Yeah. Hang on, you sound really far away now as well. It's going swimmingly. Um, anyway, let's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's run down what we're actually going to do today before I completely lose the plot. Well, slightly after I completely lose the plot. Everybody breathe. Um, everybody breathe. We've got a few uh, few sort of topics from, from the message boards. We'll probably skip most of them and go straight into the sort of um, main crux of what we're going to talk about. We'll go back to the, the Doncaster game briefly because uh, obviously recent events have kind of eclipsed that in many ways. So we'll, um, we'll re- revisit that 1-1 draw and, and give you our thoughts on that. Uh, Afterwards, we'll we'll get into the main talking point, which has been the Forest game, uh, which was obviously that three 0 defeat, and we'll we'll look at the reasons why and all your many many messages about how you feel things have been going and what you want to see change. Um, we've got a little bit of a look forward to the uh, Birmingham game. Uh, we'll have a little chat about the fact that the badge didn't change, um, which was a bit of a surprise to many, and then we'll round up all your contact but uh, obviously if you want to get in touch today you can do so on twitter it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio uh, you can message us on facebook as well facebook.com forward slash whole radio uh, i think nick's uh, manning the um chat room it's whole radio.net forward slash chat you can call us which would be great um obviously i think the ideal time for that is going to be during our, our chat about the forest game in about 20 minutes or so um i've got some options to call a couple of people as well if we're, if we're not receiving anything that who want to put their views across and of course you can email us radio at homesdale.net with your thoughts and feelings well maybe not so many feelings we don't hear too much of that but um i'm gonna have a quick chat with the the lads now before we get underway albert uh how's things mm. 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 i mean yeah it was it was delightful wasn't it the um the weekend that we've just had uh mm. Let's, let's let's think about the positives, though. You sent me a picture of a bee. I sent you a picture of a bee uh, at Sirhurst Park because I know you're petrified of all things um, wasp and bee-like. So I just thought, you know, you should be aware that there was one in attendance. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad you did, and obviously, had it been 
from the wasp family i'd have been furious and and, and wanted it destroyed but i'm gonna have to explain to you that there is a difference between a bee and a wasp um well there is but you know i thought considering your major overreaction to a wasp i thought a bee might register somewhere on that scale see the thing is though i feel that a bee if it's in the knowledge that it's going to die if it stings you you're going to deserve it you know it's it's a creature's decided that to eat it's going to mildly inconvenience you to, and kill itself it's that it thinks you're that much of a dick so i don't really have a problem with bees but wasps they even, if they, even if they thought you were a massive dick you wouldn't have a problem with a no, bee. no i think they're fairly accurate anyway That's nick, fair enough. nick you've uh, you got any before we move on you got any opinions on bees or wasps i got stung on the eyelid by a bee once I was about 13 playing football PE at school and I ran into it. The only thought, I think I stabbed myself on the sting as I was running. So, and you, you haven't seen that bee for 25 years. <laughs> He's here tonight. <laughs> Got him here tonight. <laughs> uh, what hilarious bee-related fun. Anyway, let's move swiftly on from that. Um, uh, well, is there anything exciting happened to either of you that you want to share before we move on, by the way? Hello. Hello. Went Anything? To, went, um, went to a wedding on Friday. That was quite exciting. Well, you're uh, you're getting married yourself soon. I'm aren't getting you? married. Yeah, started talking about the stag do today, which is yeah. all fun and games. Yeah. Apparently, laid so, down the ground rules: no midgets, no cross dressing, <laughs> or any combination of those two things. Now you've just reminded me. Talking of cross dressing, uh, you you received a wonderful gift courtesy of Sharon Lacey and the Crystal Girls. Um, God bless them. Yeah, and there's a cracking photograph on Facebook that I really must move into Is there? the radio account. Oh, yes, in the Crystal's pictures from the Doncaster game. There's a smiling Albert Curley in the middle of all the Crystals, clutching them a little too tightly, wearing his wow. jacket. Um, I mean, I, obviously... I didn't know that that was, that was up online. I mean, the picture was taken, um, yeah. and but the worrying thing was about 15 other people just started taking random pictures on their phone, which was a bit awkward. Yeah, um, but I did, oh great! I have to have a look at that. The joy. That's the kind of attention you get being a presenter on Home, Home's Day Radio. Um, there you go. It, has, it hasn't got crystals written on the back. Mm, okay. Sharon, Sharon. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and add uh, Tyler Smart to our call now. He's very keen. Hello, Tyler. Hello. Hello, you're live. Hello. Hello. Oh, that's a shame. He sounds more robotic than I do. Yeah, his internet connection's unfortunately not really strong enough to, to call in. Can, we get, can we get him on every week? <laughs> Potentially, yeah. But he's like, he look good. Like, like Tyler, you want to give us a call. It is 0208-123-1646. Um, maybe you'll have more success than, than poor Tyler, but uh, thanks for trying anyway, buddy. Um, let's, yeah, let, let's get moving. I don't think... I mean, I, I want to start probably... We're going to leave it till later on, but I want to start with this, this badge thing. It's which is probably, um, it was kind of anticipated as the big news of the week, if you like, and it's ended up being being no real news at all. So, uh, obviously, badge not changing for a year, but the comments were uh, basically, it will change, it will change in a year's time. We're going to concentrate on the new kits for now. Um, but next time, no vote, you're just you're going to get a badge. Uh, guys, should they, should they have done that in the first place, Nick? That, that, see- to me, the kit's going to be quite radical. It's going to be so different that people will, will associate. If the kit goes down really badly, mm. it'll be associated with the badge. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 
if, the, if, if they keep the badge and it'll be, be the kit that changes the life. We don't like it. They'll just go back to the traditional stripe with a new badge on. People will buy it because it's have get back again. I don't know. That's a fair point. You're sounding a bit strange, to be honest with you, Nick. I'm not sure what you're doing. You, you seem to be rubbing the microphone against yourself. I'm getting quite angry. No, that, that's, that's the cat. The cat been washing. I told you the cat was on okay, the Okay, you've got the cat presenting with you today. Hold on, I'm just getting another call. Oh, I was too slow. As, uh, as Dweeb says, listening in the chat room, I am the master of Skype. As you can all tell, I'm doing very well. Um, Albert, I mean, on, on that issue of the badge, were you, were you disappointed it didn't change? I mean, what, what were your feelings on it generally? No, I was quite pleased because it means my crystals jacket is, you know, current for another 12 months at least. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the added bonus there. No, but, they, they, they should have never given people the choice, as nice as it is, and, you know, it's you're never going to please everybody. I think it's an example well, of perhaps the board learning uh, from... I wouldn't necessarily... Mistakes is probably a bit harsh, really, but the board sort of learning how interacting with... Um, with football fans isn't quite the same as interacting with your customers and your business in day-to-day life. They're too nice. Yeah, they are too nice. I agree with that. Um, sometimes you've got to be a bit dictatorial with football fans. I think um, they... they what they would can... Sugar do? <laughs> well, apart from sacking many people. Um, yeah, exactly. Maybe, um, they, um, maybe they could get some homestyle mods, mods in as, um, as kind of advisors for dictatorial. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> they could. Um... <laughs> Yeah, well, we're, we're quite an erratic bunch of moderators, I have to say, on Homestead, but we do our best. Nick, did you have a relevant point to make other than that? You said you did. Um, what about the badge? Um, yeah. yeah, a bit of a non-event in the end, like the whole of the game, really. It's just, yeah. just a big win. Like, Indian top water has been in my kitchen for two years, flatter than that. Well, I can't work out if you're trailing off or cutting out, but um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk about that. I mean, obviously that was that was the halftime announcement. Well, halftime. This that was a program announcement in the um, uh, program. Program. Yeah. No, I was going for in the in the Doncaster game. I probably should have said at the Doncaster game. Um, so that was that was the announcement during that. So uh, it's a good good point to really talk about that game. Now, obviously, you were saying earlier on, Albert, your your memory's kind of been overtaken by the forest so let the forest game so let me try and um jog my memory memory yeah refresh jog uh the, the lineup in that game as, as you know we're resting gardner who had a bit of a, a hamstring tweak at the time um and we brought in paul mcshane to start there uh, johnny williams started and uh, wilf sahar was back from suspension we also had stuart o'keefe in the middle as uh, reward for some good performances uh, and Easter and Martin, sort of in the the forward position. So, a fairly standard lineup, other than seeing how we cope without Anthony Gardner, who has been very strong all season. Um, anyone who, well, everyone will know that obviously in the sixth minute, McShane went went down injured and had to go off, and and Gardner had to had to come back on. Uh, and then, well, twenty four minutes, uh, we ended up with another injury to Gardner this time, putting him out for the season along with Jednak. And we'll talk about the impact of that in a bit. Um, and we ended up reshuffling, and you had Easton, Murray, and Martin on the same pitch. Um, you know, with Zahar and Williams. So you had all these attacking players that everyone was talking about, and who, who we all wanted to see. And um, really, the performance and result were were disappointing. So kind of almost a bit of a 
of an eye opener to people who think it's it's an easy solution. Really, I would I would say. But I mean, let, yeah. yeah, I mean that that's kind of what I took from the game. Is I, I was quite surprised that we had all those um, all those players on the pitch and we didn't see an improvement. So you know, I'll go along with what people were saying before. Uh, I mean, a, a sort of quick summary, if you like. That the first half, I think, was was disappointing. Um, in that the the key moments really came from Doncaster creating. I think they hit the post once, and Pigion was causing us all sorts of issues. And you know, our key moments in that first half were simply uh, injuries to to McShane and Gardner, which was very disappointing. Um, second half, there was a slight improvement, and I, and I think up until our you know up until our goal, Doncaster did create the best chances and spurn the best chances um and Jeff was causing us issues but we did score um and and it you know we, we relaxed after that and Zahar really was the difference in in getting us getting that goal a little bit of an inspiration it was a superb run absolutely brilliant and and no he was disappointed at the end of the um <coughs> end of the game with his own performance but I think even even when he's not fully on his game he can produce moments like that and it, it was it was great to see Easter get on the end of it. It was you know a couple of attempts to actually put it in, but he you know he got the goal and he looked a lot more confident after that. Yeah. And I think sort of key moments really after that that, that sort of changed the game were were Murray missing a header on the back post when we were very much on top, you know, and looking to to go on and win the game. But if we're honest, I think at, at that point, even at one nil, Doncaster deserved better than than. To, to be one nil down and they got back into the game and again Jeff, who everyone hates obviously um was really starting to cause us problems and and uh, applying a bit of pressure eventually that pressure told and their sub chris brown prodded the ball home uh, and it had been coming and we're in the end we're hanging on a little bit so um let, let's well do you think we saw a, a sign of things to come there nick in that doncaster game that everyone was a little bit low on energy and we weren't really producing anything yeah, but they, they need to get their energy from the crowd almost as well. We need to gear them up. And we're, we're I think, all suffering from a touch of apathy. Mm. I mean, my son's went Wednesday, Tuesday, and I said to him jokingly, at half time, should we go home? And one of them said, yeah, well, what if one? And you'd never expect one of my kids to say that. I love going to Paris, but yeah, just kind of summed it up. But then I was, I was thinking, no. We're, we're going to go in a vicious cycle of fans starting to get on the team's back, the team not being g'd up by the crowd. Mm, absolutely. I mean? Just want to make a quick mention. We, we, we're getting we're getting a lot of calls at the moment. I will answer them in in the near future. When I think we're probably best that we get to the the Forest game before we start doing so. Um, yeah, I mean, on that subject, Nick, you never want you never want your, your kids to say, yeah, let's go home at half-time or anything like that. But I think we've all felt like that yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Um, Albert, I mean, obviously, you know, details of the game aside, I mean, everyone's saying it's a game we should ex- be expected to win because they're, you know, they're struggling and all that sort of stuff. Uh, a little bit of a parallel there with Forrest. But really, I mean, did, is it the sort of game that we should be turning up just expecting that result, or is that a little unfair? Well, no, because we're struggling as well. You know, mm. we've you, you can expect you can expect to win those games if you're Reading or you know Blackpool or Southampton, Doncaster at home. Then yeah, you can expect to win them. But when you know you've been drawing game after game after game, then no, you can't expect to win it as much as you'd like to. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I'm just going to, I think this is going to go on for a while if I don't answer some of these calls. So, uh, hello, that should be Michael Dens. Hello, Michael. And nothing. Interesting. 
Um, this is going to be a Chris, theme. The first week we get calls in. Yeah. Um, it's not me. I'm not hanging up on anyone. I promise you. I know. Oh, are they hanging up on you? Yeah. It's a wrong yeah, number, they, maybe. Don't be yeah, shy. Maybe it is. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a fair summary of the game. Really, it was just one of those where we didn't. It kind of pointed the way to what was going to happen, and we were talking off air that it's been coming, getting a bit of a, a spanking against us because we've been inviting too much pressure over the last few weeks. And I think I think we we got out of that game. And Dougie said it. I think it's fair. Again, he's getting a bit of criticism for the things he's saying, but it's fair to say that that with two centre backs getting going off injured and having to completely. You know, change things, playing players in positions they're not used to, like Dean Moxie at centre back. Well, we'll come to that again. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, that's that kind of thing. It's you, you're disrupted, and you've got people looking around trying to work out who's in what position, who's playing where. We had Martin on the right wing, so to get out of that against a team, you know, they have some good players. There's no denying that. Um, I think to get out of that in in some ways, it's not massively disappointing, um, but. But, but people were disappointed, and you can't really well, that, argue. You know, the, that Doncaster team has got more Premiership experience than our team. You know, that's I know they're what people would like to call wasters, or you know, people in the twilight of their career. But you know, El Hajjouf has played at the World Cup, played in the Premier League, you yep. know, and, and picky on. You know, so is KG. So is KG. But that's you know, he's just one, isn't he? He is. He's indeed just one. But um, I, I, I don't really know. Sorry, is that is that Mike? <laughs> Talk to us, Mike. Uh, he, he sat there in the background. He was all right then, and then and then as soon as we refer to him, he's disappeared. I don't really know what's happened. Mike, there. do you need us to send help? Hello, Mike. He's still connected. Oh, hang on. Maybe he's playing hard to get. He is a little bit. There's some. There we go. Hello. Hello. Oh, this is getting disappointing. We have to hang up on you, mate. It's not working. Whatever's happening, it's not working. Oh. We hope anyway. you're okay, Mike. We do. We do hope you're okay. Yeah. I, um, hope, I hope Chris is okay. He's struggling now. Aren't you, Chris, for all these? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously people, need an extra very, arm or people are very keen to get their point across, um, and unfortunately, for whatever reason, they're currently unable to. But uh, um, I, well, I'm just going to blame the internet connection at their end. Why don't we uh, give them the phone number again? <laughs> yeah, that'll really help. Um, I think we'll try some calls out later on and see if that works a bit better. But, um, yeah, very odd. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, we, we can pretty much leave Doncaster there. It was, yeah, not a great game by any stretch of the imagination. And, uh, you know, Tuesday night, the attendance was all right, to be honest. There was a decent number of people in there. But that the was atmosphere... it was a fun day, Chris. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Was it a fun uh, day? It was supposed to be the day it was pulled off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Fulham's in a little bit of short supply. But, I mean, that's the sort of thing you, you, the club have got to keep doing that, even when people are down like they are at the moment. And I'm, and I'm sure they abso- absolutely will. But, um, yeah, I say, there's no getting away from it. The Doncaster game disappointed a lot of people. And we saw a lot of comments along those sorts of lines. And, you know, I think I think some fear started to creep in um, and right, proved rightly so uh, about the approaching game on the Saturday. So um, let's 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 move on to that. Um, it, <laughs> Obviously, we we all know the result. The result was a, a was a three nil defeat, nil nil at half time. Um, that's where I want to start, really, before we we get into the messages that we've had. We um, 
half time I, I said to a couple of people I, I fancy us to nick a goal here we're going to get this um, it's uh, I, I just don't really know wh- where things went wrong and uh, what were you well let's start with you Albert. what was your thoughts at half time uh, I thought the queue for the pies was a bit long so <laughs> I went and sat back down um, yeah it's, we've seen so many nil nils at half time that you can't really read too much into it it's um well, there was two. They weren't much better than us. We weren't any better than them. I had, it could have gone either way, and sadly, it went um, quite far in the wrong way yeah. for the second half. Yeah, uh, it did indeed. But I mean, I still felt that the last twenty minutes of that first half, we were, we were showing us in, showing ourselves in a positive light. But but if we go back to the the team that was selected, um, David Wright came back in. Uh, and early on, he looked looked kind of reminded of why he was being the uh, kind of the impressive player early on in the season, which a lot of people kind of don't really agree. But but certainly, yeah, he, he was looking all right in defensive midfield, and probably uh-huh. early days he was the only player who looked okay. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, agreed. But I mean, I suppose the, the biggest talking point for me was the decision. Even though he played well and in. in previous game and in this game was starting Dean Moxie at centre-back now a lot of people have raised this issue and we will come to it again uh, over playing some young players we've got we've got Alex Winter who's a centre-back we've got Quade Taylor who's a, who's a centre-back we've brought in Michael Chambers we've um, beyond that we've got Ryan Innes although he's away with England so he couldn't, couldn't have played but you know we've got some really good young players and it's not really I know it's not really a position that you want to Stick just stick a young player in, but they've got to play at some point. And um, in a way, I'm, I was very disappointed to see us use Dean Moxie there. I don't know if you, you feel similar, Nick. Yeah, it's, it's. I think while we've still got a mathematical chance of the playoffs, which we did against Forest, um, and I'm not making excuses. Dougie's got to go with what he thinks is his strong team, and he obviously doesn't think that. Your, your tailors and, and, and well, oh no, I've just pluralised a football name. <laughs> I, I did halfway down. Day I started, I've just put an S on the end of a player's name. I've just how, bloody, how dare you? How many shows did it take? It's a disease. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now I think it's. <laughs> um, I'm so disappointed myself you should be you should be your Taylors and your, your Moxies <laughs> and your, your McCarthy's and your Kleins honestly yeah. what, who do you think you are um, we're getting distracted we promised we wouldn't um, when, you, when you're talking about Neville brothers you can pluralise that easily oh, yeah. d- didn't Yapstam have a better name f- for the two of them <laughs> he did. It's not, uh, to, it's no, busy, I don't something wasn't it? I don't know. Busy little bees. I yeah, think it was. Call it that. Um, just got a, an email, and I'm going to get us back on track with from from Andy Adams. We've got loads of other communication as well. I just haven't. I just happened to be looking at the right screen for a change. Um, his comments on Forest were: it was a poor, poor game and a strange lineup. But over the course of the last couple of years, the good good games outshine the poor ones. Uh, Zahar was marked and bullied out of the game, and if he's not playing well, we don't play well. Over-reliance on this guy. Uh, I totally agree on that. Definitely one of my points for later on. Um, we've not spent much money and perhaps overachieved the last couple of years, uh, but remember following our administration, it will take time to build up a strong squad, and it won't be achieved overnight. If people want to pre- Premier League football, maybe they should ask themselves 
uh, why they're support, are they supporting the right team? Um, a question would you would put is, uh, question would you put youngsters in if the crowd are complaining? Keep the faith, Andrew. Well, thanks, thanks for the message. There's, there's a few bits and pieces in there that, that are sort of effectively things I, I wanted to cover myself. So, uh, I'm going to start with the, the last question. I'm going to ask you it, Al, but would you, Given and again, given the, the way the crowd were against Forest, because they were quite vociferous, I know I was at times. Um, is that the right environment to be putting in the young players, or do you feel people would be behaving differently if they were in there? Um, if you mean young players that haven't, you know, yeah, been yeah, here before, then no, I don't think it's the right environment for them. Uh, if, you know, for, forests. I know the league table doesn't lie. Another cliche, uh, you know, but they're a good team. You know, they've got they've got good players. You know, Dexter Blackstock's you know good forward, and Andy Reid, despite his enormous um, girth, shall we say, yeah, you know, yeah. he's got tidy feet, and they're you know they're they're an experience. They're they're a team that's underachieving. Oh, massive. Uh, and that, you know, add to that that they're sort of scrapping for every point, and you know they did go to Leeds and score seven, which not many people do. Mm. Uh, I th- yeah, I think putting in you know a real a real rookie youngster, n- not the right game for it. No. Yeah. Boot, if, if, if we'd have lost three 0 with a couple of youngsters in the team, people would have still been effed and blinding at the end. Yeah, that, that was my thought as well. And I, I know a lot of people said, "Oh, I would I would deal with it a lot better if if we tried an experimental lineup and just tried something different." But it's not. You know, you you, you can imagine there might be some people that that's true for. But equally, there'll be some people who would say, I didn't pay my hard-earned money to go and watch a reserve team uh, like mm. they did when we went up to Derby so uh, in, in the Cup. Uh, yeah. Pretty well. So you can't, honestly, you can't win sometimes, um, <laughs> as we're proving at the moment. But uh, I just <laughs> I just think I just think there is, there is a degree of perspective being lost. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to kind of steamroller the idea that there aren't any negative things about what's going on, because there are. There are right now. Uh, in many- the... Um- in the chat room, Chris, it's comments. Um, typical is uh, love the guys a bit about Dougie, but honestly, the way we set up to play is just boring. So if, if, if whoever he puts on, they're going to play to his tactics. Mm. It's not like Liverpool in the 70s where Bob Paisley said, go out and play football, and that's, that's it. I don't know how true that is or whether that, that's an urban myth, but if they play the way they coach. Yeah, so, Um well, we, we've heard for, for a long period of time why why that is, um, and I think people were very accepting of that early on, that you can't take essentially the same group of players that were conceded the most goals in the league and stop them doing so to, in order to prevert, preserve your status in the division, which we did. Mm. You can't do all that and, and not suffer the consequences elsewhere. But I think what's, what's really causing the problem is that we, we've... We performed pretty well early on, and I know there's there's been a few people who have touched on this, and uh, we're having a conversation about it off air as well. You, you, we've performed we performed really well at the start of the season, and and also in that cup run, quite clearly. Uh, we had we looked like for a while it looked like we had a squad that was was sort of rich with people who could just step in when others were out and all that sort of stuff. You know, you could trust you trusted the reserve players to come in because they performed so well in the cup. And he trusted the team that Dougie was picking because it was getting results. But I was saying earlier on that, that there was a lot about that team early days that no matter how much people had done their homework on Crystal Palace Football Club, you know, the scouts and all that, they couldn't have known what Johnny Williams was like and they couldn't have known how our 
how our system worked because it was a new system and these were uh, there were a lot of you know well there were a couple of key new players in, you know in key areas so i think that's to me that's why we performed as well as we did early on and i think we got found out but that that doesn't mean Lewis Schmeagel is like a Lewis Schmeagel in the chat room at the moment is like it's like a uh, a moan a moan machine <laughs> and it, it's it's so full of cliche sorry Lewis you you're saying a lot of what people are saying but you like really everything you it's um, kind of summing up every post that's been on Homesdale mm. in like a, a brief sentence so um, well done for doing that but it doesn't like you're abandoned like a random baby male headline, you know, you could have Lewis Meagles, like a, another <laughs> Dover's version. Oh. You can have all sorts of combinations. Look, I'm delighted with our position, but now there's nothing left to play for. Why do we have to keep playing so defensively? And Lewis is really upset, because I can actually hear him banging the keyboard with his head, typing out <laughs> his words. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, that's that's the question that keeps coming. Well, thing that people keep saying is there's nothing left to play for. And but then if there was really if they really felt that there was nothing left to play for, then they wouldn't be quite so angry about the results. Um, uh, I, uh, that's a bit of a nebulous statement, I think. But what what I mean by that is is maybe well maybe we're kind of we're not really following through our own thought processes. I just think that that, that, that Dougie's perhaps picking a stronger team than than maybe he'd want in some ways maybe he would want to experiment a bit more but that he's seen you know you can you can't hide from the reaction that we've been getting recently and if he feels that we, we, we can go out there and win the game like he obviously did against Forrest he thought he'd, he'd picked a team to go and win that match and he was just well certainly by half time we look more slightly more likely than them but I, I just I don't know I'm, I, I have to admit it was the first time this season where I started to think I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle to to make some positives out of this. I'm gonna struggle to to agree with the way we set up. Uh, and all I could really think of saying was I hope that we learn as as a club. I hope that we learn a lot from that. Um, I really I mean I you know I could I could talk on the subject all day. Let's, and let's, let's, forget, let's there, not but, forget the 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 first goal was a good great finish. You know, and if I mean defending, you know, wasn't wasn't particularly amazing but you know if, if we'd have scored that goal we wouldn't be saying oh well the defence just let us walk through the first goal was good the second goal was quite incredible came out of nowhere really good strike um, and you know third goal shocking defending let, you know let's, let's not uh, try and dress that one over but mm. they were good goals two, two out of three were good goals yeah they, they absolutely were that's, that's a very fair point and, and some, some ways you don't mind losing to good goals it was a little bit like that up at Leicester where we um we saw we saw Paul Gallagher strike some absolute two in, insanely good goals two of the best goals that I've seen in a long time live and it was at a point in the game when we were one nil down but we actually really really went for it and I I've been probably mentioned it a fair few times on on air this season I felt that that game did us some damage because it was the it was early days and, and Dougie actually went for it when we were one nil down thought. You know, if we, I'm going to stick an extra attacker on here, which happens to be Chris Martin, and he's, I think it's his first appearance, and we're going to go for this. And, and Martin and Murray looked look like they were linking really well, and we got sucker punch. We got absolutely, you know, a, a, a unlucky one nil defeat was suddenly turned into a three nil thumping. 
And I honestly think that that's the sort of thing that got him worried. And, and I felt at the time that, because we went 4-4-2 pretty much, I felt at the time that he thought, well, I can't trust my midfield to, to play in a 4-4-2. I think, I think, you know, I don't want to, I'm probably putting words in his mouth, I'm sure he wouldn't agree, but that's how it felt to me. Uh, and I think ever since then, we've, we've kept well away from, from doing that. But I don't want to, again, I want to go to people's comments in, in a second, because that's what I promised I would do, but, I, there, there are teams coming to, to, um, to sell us and they're not playing any different to us in terms of the way they're, their formation. There's a lot of teams playing with, you know, in inverted commas, one up front, which is supposed to be turning to three when you attack, isn't it? You know, and it, the kind yeah. of key, the key players in that are the two wide players. Um, and that's where, that's, Wilf is, is always going to be an unpredictable element to our team. That's what makes him, worth what he is in that he can create something out of nothing and he against Forrest he actually put some fantastic crosses in and was getting no credit from anyone but anyway uh, just because people weren't on the end of him but anyway that that side he's he's good in that position but event if if anything he doesn't because he doesn't play with his head up all the time he doesn't make the most out of the positions his skill gets himself into but but on the other side we don't really have if Scannell's playing sort of on the left, he, he tends to... It's weird considering he wants to play central, but he tends to drift too far. And I, and I think someone pointed out that Dougie keeps asking Wilf to stay wide as well. And for me, the, the formation only really works if if those two players provide the correct support to the front man, because it's got to come from them. I, it, Murray, Murray kept screaming at Scannell yesterday to get mm. closer to him on mm. countless occasions. Yeah, and he's he's absolutely right. And when you've got... You kind of—I don't know if that's at odds with the with the instructions of the management. I really don't. But Murray was winning everything first half in the air, and he's flicking yeah. on, flicking on to no one. Uh, and there was a couple of times where, where once where Wilf got close, and once where Scannell did, and you know we, we were close to creating something. So it's it's a we're like it's like we're between systems or bet- between ideas. You know, we've we've had this keeping it tight. And now we want to move to a more expansive attacking game, but we just know when we're just not really sure how to do it when we get out on the pitch. Uh, ben, ben would um, know this as being, uh, being a Doctor Who fan, Ben. Uh, this is known as Void. I couldn't so, actually hear what you said. I said um, it's known as the Void to put it in Doctor Who terms for Ben, and now we'll be able to visualise <laughs> it better. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Okay, let's let's get to some people's comments. Um, I asked uh, on the Homesdale uh, only because uh, I, uh, I was scared of the BBS last night. To be quite honest with you, um, on the Homesdale, I asked people to get give me some comments to help me sort of shape what we were going to do today. A lot of that's really worked, but um, I'm going to read a few of those now and try and pick out some of the key issues for for you, Albert, and you, Nick, if you prepare yourselves. Um, Far away. Yeah. Okay, the first one's from uh, from guy who posts as Maxi Palace. Um, he says he was working today so he couldn't get to the match so it's, so it's a view from, from somebody who wasn't there um, but his view is that the last few games have been a good reason why buying a season ticket is not a good idea, especially Barnsley um, I think it's a shame Ambrose doesn't get in the team as he can orchestrate things if the team is set up in the right way for him uh, the only time we move the ball first touch uh, quickly enough to open up teams is when he is in the team. We'd like to see more youngsters use now so they can gain some experience for next season. Uh, the element I wanted to pick out, because we've, we've touched on the youngsters thing, um, um Ambrose, we've talked about, I think repeatedly. Uh, well, he he has strengths and weaknesses. Let's put it that way. Can I, uh, can I comment on the season ticket bit, Chris? That's what we're going to talk about, definitely. I don't. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, give you guys. Go on, go on. I'll put me tuppence in first. The thing about 
season tickets in Paris is it's you renew it and you 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 have time and it's character building and it's like we moan at people who support Man United and have Man United season tickets and then suddenly they I don't know it's a whole you you got to keep buying them because we want to get the money in the club and it's not an entertainment business you said last week Chris it's not an entertainment business it's, it's about supporting your team. Yeah. We'll remember this with fondness. We'll joke about it. Like we used to joke about yeah. Trevor Ayler days. And, you know, it's... it's Trevor you, Francis. Have... So you think about the Francis era, and all you can really remember was the time he punched Kalinko in the face now. And, you know, all, well, all the good it, yeah, Klinko was right to laugh. Anyway, um, I mean, I'll get, well, I'll get your opinion on the specific sort of part, really, Albert. I mean, I don't, I don't like the idea of, of saying buying a season ticket is not a good idea at all. Uh, I think, I think it, the logic has gone completely in that argument, in my view. You, you can make that decision, but if you make that decision to not support the club financially, really, if you're honest. That's the two things you can do to vocally support your club and financially support your club. If you do neither of those, then how you how you're a fan, I don't know. I, I don't personally. And I know it's not a popular view, but it's just how I feel. Um, yeah, of course, people if people are a bit skint at the moment. You know, you yeah, can, yeah, you can yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a difference between saying that a performance means you're not going to buy a season ticket and and or basically taking the decision that you can't justify it. I so say there's all sorts of little intricacies of that argument, but what I wanted to really point to is um if well, this I'll, I'll put this as kind of as a statement and get your comment really. If you don't, if you want your club to progress, uh, and but you don't you don't put money into them in the in the form of tickets to do so, um, how do you expect them to progress? You're asking someone else to put their hand in their pocket, basically. Uh, that's my <laughs> my view, Albert. What's yours? Oh yeah, I agree. Really, you can't. If you look at it this way, if you buy you're buying a season ticket for next season, not this season. Yeah. So it could make it might be better next season. <laughs> it might it might be significantly worse, but that's the I don't know. gamble. I mean, you 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 bought yours for next season? Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. have the performances made you feel that any kind of regret? It's up for those? sale if anybody wants it. <laughs> um, um, that's kind of what I'm getting. But do you when you buy that season ticket, are you buying it to be entertained? Uh, of sorts, yes, but of sorts, uh, of sorts, but um, you can't expect, you know, you can't expect great things every week, you know. Mm. Uh, that's, that's why it's called a season ticket. You're there from the start to the finish. Beginning yeah. of this season was great. Yeah, we've second so half of the season, not so great. Not know? so great. So, we've well, had. I mean, should, we should be thankful that this this bell has come. Now, rather than at the beginning of the season, so we've got that to be thankful for. Imagine we started the season like this. Oh, hey. the season it would be. Yeah, it's a lot harder so to get. Need... Yeah, it's a lot harder to get out of this kind of situation if, if you say you start definitely. We've oh, there's no denying our early performances have have led to us being secure, you know, with with a, with some form that really doesn't lend itself to that, but. Having said that, as as Albert says, it's the season. It's the, the, all the games are relevant. Every single game from day one to, to to the last day, it's it's all part of the same experience. And this year, being a season ticket holder, got me my ticket to Brighton uh, away, which is one of my favourite ever experiences supporting Palace. You know, it got me an early pick of a ticket to go to Old Trafford and watch us beat Man United. It, 
those are th- those are things. Those are the perks of being a season ticket holder. Those are the the benefits that you get. I've seen every single minute we've played. I don't remember every single minute we've played, but I've seen them. Um, and I just, you know, it. I have a, I, you know, I said it like the other week. I, I I don't feel that buying a ticket for a football match entitles me to anything other than watching two teams do their best to win a football match. Now, if I'm watching Palace and I don't think people are doing their best, then then I'll be angry and then I'll consider the the merits of my ticket. But if people are doing their best and just and just get it wrong, then you know I, I don't know. Uh, Albert, I can hear some sort of rumbling, which usually means you turned into a robot. Say hello. Hello. Yeah, slight robot. Um, is his hat? Know. Is his, his tin or hat that he wears? I think it is the tin. It's too close to the microphone. Well, well that's that's our comment on 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 Maxi's uh, point of view, and uh, and basically Kev um, Kev of CPFC uh, agreed with the points being made, and he says it looks like the excellent pl- promotional work being done by CPFC 2010 is being done on the undone on the field. Uh, I don't want to dwell on that too much, but what I will say is there is an element of truth uh, because we all know that the most uh, the biggest impact on, on attendances is results on the pitch but what what i will say is i feel personally that results on the pitch far outweigh the importance of performance by a long long way uh albert you're asking me if that's any better can you say something any better yes it is any it is better yeah. it is better yes nick still sounds like he's in a cave somewhere but there we go i am <laughs> nick, nick still sounds like he's stroking that pussy now the pussy's <laughs> left me I've just got an image of you sitting there in a massive leather chair with a white cat and a slightly semi-evil look expression on your face. Oh, I'm glad you, <laughs> glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> evil look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very worried, Dan. Oh, my God. And I'm also picturing you with a little hard-on as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, no. Why did why did it go? Funny? Should I make my microphone go funny again? Yeah, I think that was best. It was best. <laughs> it's a humour for the kids. <laughs> um, I'm just going to pick out something a little bit later on on the subject of season tickets before we get back into the crux of the the forest uh, freshing. Hang on, we're getting a call. Why don't we do that first? Hello. Oh, who's that, Chris? It is indeed. All right. Is this, this is on delay then? The uh, the radio show. There is a slight delay, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to add a comment if you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Who am I speaking to? It's Ramsey, Palestinian. Oh, is it? You sound Hello. you sound almost like a human being on the phone. <laughs> hmm. I feel like a human being. Ah, good stuff. What do you want to say then? What well, about season ticket? Because in the past, I've actually given up a Palace season ticket when I was so disgusted by the performances they were putting in. Oh yeah. And um, how? Mm, okay. It's, well, I would assume, I would assume, uh, sorry, some people have been having some trouble tuning in. I'd assume from what you're saying is that um, that you expect a certain degree of entertainment, is that fair? Effort, really. I mean, I was. it was the season when we went down mm. from the Premiership, and the following season we had pretty much a Premiership squad. You know, AJ decided to stick with Palace, mm. and other players came down pretty much intact. We lost a couple of the foreign players, you remember, like, Colker and I think the, the Greek guy that missed the sitter in front of the Marcus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but I've got the impression that they thought if they turn up, they're going to get themselves back in the, the premiership. And I was, at the time, I was managing a team of um, under eights in the Tandridge League. Mm. And they were, beating, they were getting beaten convincingly every Sunday, but they were giving it 100%. Every game, they knew they were going to get beaten, but they still tried to chase every ball. 
And on yeah. the Saturdays, I was giving up pretty much the whole day, turning up, and uh, and half the players didn't look interested. So I thought, I'm not going to carry on watching this, because I was paying for two kids, myself, mm. cost of transport, cost of feeding them. Sometimes it would bring their mates along. And I thought, I'd rather watch a team that, where there's proper, honest endeavour. So do I think you, it's not so much about the quality, it's about yeah. the passion and the effort. So do you do you feel, I mean, let's take the, the Forest game. Do you, do you feel that the result was as a result of a lack of effort or passion? Do you know, I actually thought we played a lot worse against Barnsley. Yeah. And we got the result, we nicked it at the end, if you remember. And yeah. yesterday, I just couldn't understand what was happening because Murray needs someone to play yeah. off up, up front. Mm. And Scannell, every time he, he went 10 yards off the line, he was getting pulled back by Doogie. Yeah, and, um, well, that's actually, yeah, that's, it was, it was you that mentioned it. I was talking about that earlier on. Yeah. So, so you, I mean, obviously, was it you, Albert, who made the observation that Murray was yeah. calling for, yeah. yeah. So Murray's calling for Scannell to get close to him, and, and Dougie's telling him to, to move further wide. Well, Murray, so, right, when he, when he goes out for the ball, he often flicks it on with his head. Mm. But it doesn't go anywhere, because there's nobody there to sort of receive the ball off him. Mm. It's it's the key problem for me definitely that that where if we're going to play Murray as in that target man role, which Dougie's sees him as that's that's you know although he's obviously been a goal scorer as well, but Dougie's using him as a target man. We're playing you know we haven't played that much long to be completely fair, but we but we're playing it. I don't know. We I say I still feel that we're caught between styles. So we've got a target man, but we've got the system's not set up to to support him enough, and we've got. I don't, um... Go on, I don't Nick. think it helps when Murray plays at right midfield either, really. Mm. No, but I mean, again, Dougie was asked about that, and he said um, he said he wanted he switched it so Scannell would go uh, and push. It was Barnsley, wasn't it? It pushed the Barnsley yeah. defence back because they were pushing up really, really high, and Murray didn't have the pace to get in behind. So I mean, like I said, that yeah, person, he, put, he actually yeah. put on that on that game. He actually put Murray on the right wing, which was a bit bizarre. Yeah. But, yeah. but what what I think is interesting is that now we're mathematically safe from going down, and um, Doogie has said that he sees Scannell as a centre forward. Yeah. Now would be a really good opportunity to test him, you know, put him in up front and see if between the two of them, Murray and Scannell, mm. they can make things happen. I think if you've got someone making crosses on the left, so you've got Moxie overlapping with Parr, and we know that Parr can put crosses in, Moxie seems yep. to be able to, then you need a couple of people on the right. Now in the past, I thought Klein at the back and then Zaha with Klein coming forward because Klein's quite an attacking Mm. Um, right back in the same way that Penny Sansom used to be in a, a sort of very mobile left back Yeah. so if you've got the, the two flanks creating chances and you've got Williams across the middle but going from side to side confusing defenders and basically pulling defenders away from the front players mm. you could create uh, have a lot more creativity in our team I'm just saying at the moment yeah. it's all too rigid Yeah. And you I... can see the players body language you know, like, sort of when things aren't happening they're looking at each other yeah. And getting really frustrated, and poor Murray, I mean, he, he's playing lack of confidence, and, you know, he just looks as if he's not quite sure what he's doing there, to yeah. be honest with you. No, I, I see that, and you do, you have, you have seen, over the course of the season, you've seen the confidence drain out of Glenn Murray, unfortunately, and I think some of that was to do with it, with an injury he was carrying, because he couldn't, he lost a bit of pace, but, but a lot of it is, is exactly as you say, I mean, there's only so many, there's only so long you can go without, being correctly supported and getting the kind of deliveries you're expecting. Um, he's good in a ruck, though, isn't he? <laughs> he certainly is. I'd, yeah, <laughs> we about, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's him who threw that punch, but something happened and someone went over. But um, I don't I don't know. I think you make a very, very good point, Ramsey. But the thing is, all the things that you mention, 
Uh, they just to me they seem to have happened at different times but never together so we've yeah. seen we've seen williams in that role where he's looked really really good and he's roamed around the pitch but we haven't got support up to to murray and then we've seen away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Dean, you know, we've seen people get on the end of flicks that Murray's got, but then we've not really done the next bit and put the ball in the net. And there's all these different little things that we kind of do, but we never do it all at the same time. And I think part of that go on sorry Albert you're going to I, was, I, was, I just wanted to ask Ramsey a quick question after you gave up your season ticket what at what point did you buy another one about, I think actually got a feeling it might have been after Dowie had left um, it wasn't long after to be honest with you because you know uh, his relationship with with uh, Sam Jordan went funny but it was a bit, bit it was a it, half the time was, it was my son as well he, he actually lost interest as well so when we come to the conclusion that we missed Dan's Palace and they had a couple of exciting new players come in, well, I think we started going again and since then we've been going regularly again. But yeah. I couldn't, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I heard about um, a friend of my, my son's who apparently yesterday um, said to him, I'm not going to be renewing my season ticket next season. Yeah. And we're trying to work out whether that's because he's now got a girlfriend or was it whether it's because he is <laughs> losing interest. And I suspect if Palace were looking really exciting and looking like they're going to do something next year, yeah. People will be, will be signing up at the moment. They've had some real success this year, especially you know up to the point where we got ourselves on telly. We've beaten Man United, and we'll get a player. We had two players nominated for for awards. Dookie mm. was getting plaudits, and since then it's all gone a bit stale. And I think um, yeah, it's, Sorry, uh, can, uh, can it's frustrating just... because you know we, we, although we haven't had great results, we only we were last week at one stage just two two wins away from the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, in a, in a sense, that gives some perspective, but, but the form hasn't been great, there's no denying that. I mean, we we can talk about how close we are and how, you know, how difficult a division it is, and I always think that that's a massively relevant point that people don't always consider, that people get a little bit dismissive of our opposition at times, um, but I think it's, it becomes indefensible when when you're not actually, you know, we can't argue that we didn't attack enough against Barnsley, we didn't attack enough against Doncaster, we didn't attack enough against Forest. Those those have, you know, in my opinion, a, a fact, because we didn't have a shot on target against Forest, for Christ's sake. I mean, that's as it sell us. So those are all things that are starting to become difficult to defend. But in, in the you know grand scheme of things, we, we haven't had a bad season, it's still fair. Albert, you do want to go again, off you go. That's right. I was just going to say the fact that we were only two wins off the playoffs, with you know, in the middle of our poorest run, just goes to show how inconsistent the league is as a whole. You know, you know, mm. no one. Well, in theory, no in, one's in theory, it. we could hit a rich vein of form, uh, crash, crash the playoffs, and you know, in the past, uh, 
sometimes it's a team that's been sitting in third place, like mm. like the West Ham's, that flop in the in the playoffs. It's the teams yeah. that come in on the up, on which way in the form, and you've got uh, two games, and you, you find yourself in the final at Wembley. Yeah, that's it. So um, it's not, you know, there's a little survey on on um, Ham's online saying can can Palace make the playoffs, and I think as long as mathematically we can. I'm always going to put yes, because I'm always an optimist, sort of glass half full kind of person. Yeah. But yesterday I sat in the homestead, and behind me were a lot of people who, four or five guys, who were very analytical, and they were really, I mean, they were much more negative than I've heard Palace fans around me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think, th- you know, they were just, it was more than just frustration, it was the fact mm. that, that it's, 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 this wasn't a one-off game, where we'd, we had no... no I think the phrase I heard about three times was no cutting edge. And we never mm. looked, even when we went 1-0 down, 2-0 down, as if we could come back and, and at least win a draw. Mm. That was a frustrating thing. That's a fair point, mate. I think yeah, it's just, well, we could talk all day on it. I'm, I'm going to let you go uh, in case someone else um, wants to contact us. But I think we'll, we'll kind of leave it there. What I, w- what I would say, did you say whether you've renewed your season ticket for next year? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, see I'll be there next year. <laughs> I, might, I, might, I, might, I might try and sell it on eBay halfway through. But <laughs> yeah, I think oh. Albert's got in there first, but um, yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, look, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping things will get better. I just, mm. I just wish that we'd, we'd had a chance to um, make most of, our, of, of April Fool's Day and uh, put a real nice spoof about Carlos Tevez playing for Palace next season, or, um, or us going back to our 1969 kit. Um, I mean, you are coming back. Or who coming back? Alan Mallory. Alan Mallory. No, no, well, Alan Mallory, yeah, that'd be... <laughs> as, uh, as, as, um, yeah, Alan Mallory's football mm. We'll make all the first next year, that'd be a good one. Yeah, we'll give that a go. <laughs> all, all right, right. Uh, have a good evening. And you, take Cheers, care. Guys. Cheers, Ramsey. Bye, well. Okay, well, we covered plenty in there. We'll try and uh, we'll try and get to the rest of your comments now. Um, talking, uh, Chris, yeah, go talking of April Fools, I can't believe I got totally suckered in by the Sean Ryder one. Posted it on Homestead and then woke up this morning to lots of virtual and having looked at the date. I mean, what? It's interesting to get the date in holidays because we can. So <laughs> you, you don't have to write it down every day. You've com- you completely shut down. Yeah, that was a bad one, man. But um, but I suppose you know. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't really offer an excuse for you. You know, it's just disgusting, really. Um, yeah. 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 Um. Okay, I want to talk about uh, Hastings Eagles post, Hastings Eagles 67. Uh, this is kind of like the more positive angle, although he quite rightly does have a few things to say. Uh, he says, it's been obvious that Dougie's thoughts at the beginning of the season were not to lose games, and in doing so, maintain opposition in the championship for another season. Setting up te- teams as so as not to concede a goal, hopefully nick one at the other end. And this worked well for the first half of the season. Uh, as players were click, quick to close down and determined in their actions. But it's become clear that realistically we weren't going to make the playoffs, um, but we're not going to get relegated. Players seem to have taken their foot off the gas. It's hard to get players up for it when they feel there's nothing to play for, as this coincides with us playing teams that have got things to play for or have just hit a bit of form. I cannot realistically see us winning another game this season. Uh, it sounds a gloomy prediction, but for some reason I'm happy with the season we've had and optimistic for the future. Can't wait now for next season. Bring it on. So, a bit of a mixed bag there. Um, very, very is he, quick. Is he bipolar? Yeah, it does seem that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I kind of, I, you know, I kind of agree. Maybe I'm bipolar as well. I, I, all of those things that he said that 
that just do ring true. And I am, and I do feel that just subconsciously, I don't think any player is, is reduced their effort in any way at all. I just think subconsciously there's been a, there's been a dip in, uh, energy levels and commitment. And I don't think it's physically being tired. I think, uh, Danny H, who I hopefully will get to his message, even though I haven't rung him, uh, made some co- great comments about, you know, they they can't be physically tired, and, and you know, Dan, Danny's uh, in the armed forces, and he's saying, you know, I, I, you know, I show them what real physical exertion is if they want to come and do a tour of of Afghanistan, and and it he's made it's a very very good point. I don't think it's you know physical fatigue unless well maybe for the, some of the younger lads it could, might be, but it's it's more a case of it's 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 like this mental uh, sort of mental drain if you like it's kind of like you've, you hit the end of the season before the end the season's actually ended so I, I don't know again like I say I don't personally feel it's a, a conscious effort um, kind of on that, that subject actually I got a little bit I was really angry after the game um, and I went so I went to the sort of players lounge and met up with a couple of the lads and actually messed around a bit there and cheered right up and then on the way back I was still moping about the result and I bumped into um, Tim who won the Brighton ticket off us earlier on in the season um who literally just got back from his uh tour of duty um i think it was in afghanistan or iraq one of the two <laughs> one of those countries that we've been at war at anyway um anyway he's just got yeah just got back from his tour of duty and he'd been in the executive boxes and i think he's well he did uh, speak at, at half time on the pitch if people were paying any attention um and i was just moaning at him and saying, oh, i believe that game what a rubbish game of football and he's Sort of, he just didn't, didn't care. So, so I said, well, you know, I've just got back from, you know, from a tour of duty. I'm here celebrating my birthday and, you know, Palace, Palace are like that. There's, they've let me down, but, but I'm not gonna, not gonna worry about it. There's worse things that happen kind of thing. And, you know, it was, that gave me a bit of perspective as well. It's, and mainly it gave me someone to blame for the result because clearly it was his, in, his fault for, uh, for staging all those events on the same day. Yeah, but, but he wasn't um, at Barnsley and Doncaster as well. <laughs> Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I just, I just thought that just reminded me of that. That you know, it, I did get a sense of perspective on the way back, and sometimes it's not an excuse for the, for the way that we we played at all. Um, and I have to say, I did think Dougie looked a little bit shell shocked at the end of the game, and in, in some of the things that he said, and I felt a little bit aggrieved that only, it seemed like only part of his comments were kind of reported, and people were reacting to, her and he was. They reacting to the fact that he said we looked tired and the cut run had played its part, but you know that's only part of what he said. He, we actually went on, you know, he made it pretty clear it wasn't wasn't good enough, and you know that he was trying to see positives in it. And I and I think people like to sometimes like to criticise and you know just take a little tiny piece of information and, and not look at the whole story. I found that a little bit disappointing personally. But there we are. Um, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles posted on the whole and said uh, Dougie should try and change the team's mentality now. I fully see the logic and defensive approach to gain a safe and nice, comfortable effort staying in the league. However, we're safe, uh, and is at, we're uh, the keep going, keep going. Safe. Now that we're safe, time, the time is actually valuable in the run into up to pre and next <laughs> season. Oh my God! Anyone? Anyone read? Anyone read? <laughs> I can't read. Uh, now is the time to change tactics for goal scoring, so we don't stall or fall into danger next campaign. Um, there's a lot on that subject. Um, is that that's kind of extrapolating from where we were? Uh, can this poor run carry on into next season, Albert? Can I just point out, I like the fact that you couldn't read that out mm. with any real sort of quality, but you managed to say extrapolating. Yeah, 
Um, yep. ca- ca- can it carry on into next season? I'm going to say it can, but it's unlikely because I think we're going to see quite a few changes in personnel in the summer. Uh, Klein's not going to be here, which isn't a good thing. I'd just like to point out. Um, yeah, I think we, no, is it in the world? I think it needs a, we're, we're a bit stale, a bit stagnant, a bit tired mentally and physically. And hopefully, you know, a summer and a few signings, a few chopping and changing. Well, yeah. uh, ready to go again. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to come to you on that, Nick, because I don't care about your opinion on that one. Um, illegal. On that one. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, illegal, illegal, illegal. Um, good pun. It's, it's good. Um, now I'm going to have to try and read this. It's a nightmare. Um, especially when the sentence starts, help much at the moment. Oh, God. Uh, there was a reasonable, reasonable expectation that we would see a different setup to the team with some young players at least on the bench. And I think that was in relation to the uh, story that came out on the official site with Dougie. I think it was after the comments after the Doncaster game, where Dougie said that he was going to play some youngsters and all that sort of business. So everyone had that expectation for the um, Forest game. <sighs> um, anyway, he says, uh, took three people with him yesterday, and he was mortified to see KG and Wright pairing in midfield, both of whom lost on entering the opposition half. I mean, fair. Uh, don't mind seeing Garvin trying to make things tick, but there are very few times when he had more than three players ahead of him. Scans and Wilf both marked by two players and Murray marked by three or four. Our best performance recently was against Hull, where we had O'Keefe and Williams in the midfield, giving some urgency and energy. Be nice to see that combination again after they started the Doncaster match, uh, but had to change positions early on. Very frustrated after yesterday. There was an excuse against Doncaster and Forrest were undoubtedly the better team, and I don't see how the club gained anything from yesterday. So they didn't gain any points, did we? Um, I think. What, see, the uh, interesting point about that, though, is mm. um, if Scans and Wilf are both marked by two players, that's four. Murray marked by three or four. Well, that's seven or eight. That's most of their team. The rest of the Palace team doing about the other four players. And I think, as much as that's, you know, it's a slight exaggeration. As much, <laughs> it kind of does nail the point that everyone's making. It's kind of where's where is the rest of our team in an attacking sense? It's, I, I think I think there's perhaps a desire to stick to that shape a little bit too much, and that's got to come from from the co- from the manager, I guess. But um, I'm not going to dwell a great deal on that because we, we've covered a lot of those points about getting support up front but it, it's very true and, and, and again he's, he made the point he's taking people with him and you, and you don't it's not really a game you want to take people to go and see to try and make them come back is it um, so that's always the danger of being in, in this situation but you know whereas we, regulars can kind of look at the season in, a, um, in the whole context of what's gone on you know new people aren't gonna, you know who go into one game aren't going to come back if they see something like that unfortunately Although I have heard, you know, some people did enjoy themselves, but there we are. Um, I guess that's down to alcohol. Uh, My brother had a great day. He, yeah? Um, you know, he got married the other week. He um, treated his two best friends to uh, meal at Speroni's and, um, in the director's box. Yeah, I've heard... Quiz, and they had, they had a great day. I've heard yeah. nothing but good things about what the club do. Um, I mean, Speroni's has, has been having good reports all season, and I know the experience in the executive box. Again, Tip, I was talking to uh, to Tim. He was 
yeah, they'd had a fantastic day. Yeah. Get, got visited by Sean Scannell at the end and all that sort of stuff. All the crystals come up to see them. I mean, you know, yeah. it, I suppose you, you pay your money, a lot, quite a lot of money for an executive box between 10 or whatever, but I know the club are doing very, very well at that at the moment and should really be applauded on turning that service around. Um, okay, um, well, this is, a, again, this is kind of more of a reflective post from uh, IAG828. It's a strange name. Um, I thought this season was about consolidation, and we've had that, and we're safe. So it's even more disappointing when we've lacked the ambition to push on once safety margin was achieved. I travel from Pusey, I'm not sure what that is, to every home game where possible, and have been a season ticket holder for some years. Have to as many away games as I can. The performances have not always been good, and even some of the drawn games have been fortunate. The match away to Bristol City was the catalyst for me, and I've not seen us play well since then. We have, we have the players, but the lack of definitive starting eleven and chop and change far too often. Rotation is not a good thing in our league. We seem to solve one problem area just to create another. Players are working hard, but don't seem to play to a plan, and therefore we do not play to our strengths. Individual players have saved games rather than the team effort, but overall where we, we are where we expected to be, so it isn't all doom and gloom. And I will continue to attend matches with hope and expectation. Uh, and use the long drive home to get over the disappointment when it doesn't come off. What on earth would we do on Saturdays if not watching Palace shopping? Um, I, I, what I wanted to pick out from there, I mean, it's all it's all good, but um, what I wanted to pick out was the the idea of um, starting eleven, the regular starting eleven, but not just that. He's, he also mentioned that we have the players, and I'm not sure whether you feel that way. I, I, it was said on the message boards earlier on that we were in third uh, after, was it 15 games or whatever? So we and that so that kind of proved the point, that we had good enough players. Uh, do you feel that we actually have good enough players to be further up than we are, Nick? Uh, we're the position we deserve to be in. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. No, you, you're just slow to react. It's fine. Forget your yeah, age no, sometimes. No. Hey, what I do as well. That's how old I am. <laughs> So, uh, OK, I'm going to ask the same question to Albert, since you're being unresponsive. Um, Albert, are our, <laughs> Albert, are our players good enough? Are, are people being over-ambitious with our players, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think um, it's more of a case, as as the uh, the email says, we chop and change too much. It's the old uh, Rafa Benitez at Liverpool syndrome. I, I can't pick our first eleven. I don't know about you guys. Um, oh. It's yeah, we've we've got we've got good players, but they're all they're all on a similar sort of on a similar level. And I think at some point, an eleven or the vast majority of an eleven has to be picked and stuck with and developed. I think that's where our sort of problem lies at the moment. That's a fair point. Just picking Pew- up from, um, Pusey, by the way, oh, just yep. south of Swindon, just south of Swindon. Oh, all right. Thanks for sharing. That's nice. That's all right. Um, just picking up on a tweet that Nick's put up there from uh, Brad Cab at Bradley Gillum. My eyes aren't even working now. Uh, it says, I think the winds of Brighton, Manu and Bill were becoming a distant memory. Dougie's honeymoon period may be over. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's, as an observation, that's more than fair. I think I think honeymoon period has been, been over for a while for some people, but certainly uh, I think people are finding themselves, finding it a bit easier to criticise at the moment. Um, he does also say great show. You left that he, bit out. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit self-aggrandizing. I always read it out and then I regret it afterwards because it makes it, it makes me look like I'm picking out all the bits that are nice about us. Not that we get too much negative, but you know. Um, mm. <clears throat> 
Uh, earlier on, someone did, uh, was trying to email us. Who was that? Uh, Dweeb. And said all of our mailboxes were full. Yeah, I found that out a bit late. Um, it's so, so bloody popular. It is, that's it. It's nothing to do I with... Didn't, I didn't even know I had one. No, I know. <laughs> nothing to do with most of the presenting team never accessing their email account and leaving it all completely full at all. Um, anyway... Well, account. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I need to talk to uh, young Michael about all of that and try and get these things cleared. But it's, it's okay now, anyway, sorted that little problem. Um, I had left some questions on Homesdale, and uh, and Dweeb was the only one who decided to actually answer them directly, which was nice. Um, my first question was, how did you feel at half-time today? It, wasn't, yeah, it was the question I asked Albert earlier on. Uh, and he said he felt a tad more positive than Tuesday when we'd strung at least a few p- passes together. Uh, and I think we'd actually had more than one attack in the opponent's goal, but sadly it soon began to ebb away. Uh, and then I asked, Dougie said that the team lacked energy. Do you think it's fair to reference the cup run? Uh, and he said, I really do not see how it's reasonable to use an excuse that something happened in January for a performance on the last day of March. The cup run was over two months ago, and the indicators of what has been happening were clear on the first of the semi-final legs anyway. The team that played the early games did not play the semi-final, which was all which was to all intent and purpose the first team, and sadly it looked like it. The enthusiasm running and fighting from the Wigan, Borough and Man United games had all but gone, and we reverted to what has sadly become our style of football, with no one outside of probably part Moxie and Williams running for each other. I think there's little to be gained by blaming individuals. Um, It was David Wright's first game in months. I thought he was going to say it's David Wright's fault, but um, he didn't. Uh, It's David Wright's first game in months, and Johnny Williams is not yet fully connected back with the team's mentality. Uh, Not sure if that's good or bad, given what's happening. Uh, He certainly tries, but it's not happening. And for the life of me, I do not understand if every time Wilf gets the ball, the opposition at least double up on him. Then why isn't the player who must be spare offering something, as we just discussed? As for the others, uh, well, as Wally's used to say, mix and match. Wally's? Wally's. I don't know. Um, I kind of want to address a couple of points in that, really. Uh, uh, It was more the the sort of cup run kind of thing. Uh, I'm just trying to think of how to word this. It's difficult. Um, Try using um, English, Chris. English, you say? You're an English teacher. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the idea that the enthusiasm running and fighting from those early games had gone now obviously we talked and then the indication in that message is that the, is, again, the likes of O'Keefe and, and Williams were, were only playing in those games um, and we've just seen a, a team that Dougie has said lacked energy so it begs the question why didn't he try and pick some players with some energy left uh, whether he had them available we've kind of, we kind of have covered this really but if, uh, let me ask a slightly different question of each of you. If you could have made one change to the team yesterday in terms of personnel, what would it have been? Albert. Oh, that's a good one. I yeah. wouldn't have played Glenn Murray. Mm. I would have played Jermaine Easter. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. And do you think that would have made a huge difference? <laughs> Not huge difference, but that wasn't the question, was it? No, I suppose it wasn't. No, I haven't thought that through. Yeah, it was a follow-up question, but I didn't really pair that either. Uh, Nick, what would your, your change have been? My one change? Um, I don't know. I'd have had... Um, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's got a penny on it. We were having a conversation at the start of the season about what, what great thing is we're really positive because we had so much choice in all the positions and we kind of have yeah. it's just the work the combination we have it's, it's like trying to unpick a lock isn't it no it's nothing like that actually I just <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
It's like the concept of trying to unpick a lock, but not yeah, to get, to get the, yeah. the right permutation. Um, and um, okay. we were seeing this as a positive thing at the beginning of the season, and um, yeah. I think that's because we're watching the youngsters in the early cup games. But now, you know, we don't want permutation. Mm. Do just, we want to try things out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, for me, I would have, I'd have picked Stuart O'Keefe. Um, that's kind of where I was heading with, with what I was sort of trying to indicate. Because sorry, Chris, what would your one change have been? Thanks. I'd have picked uh, Stuart O'Keefe in the midfield, um, and I, I suspect it would have been instead of David Wright. But with the powers of hindsight, it would have been instead of KG. KG's come in for a lot of stick at, at various times, and I haven't always agreed with it because I think sometimes he's looked like the only player in the midfield prepared to get it under control and the ball on the floor kind of thing and I think in that sense he worked with pretty well with Jednak who is a fantastic header of the ball but needs someone to head it to who's not just going to head it up in the air so we can play head tennis for two minutes um, so I, I think I think in a lot of ways he's been what we've needed in the midfield but I, I just don't know what he's doing positionally of late um, it's very hard to sort of pinpoint what the problem is he, he's kind of he seems, like many of our team, and like our philosophy, and he seems to be in between roles at the moment. Uh, he started the game kind of furthest forwards of, of the midfielders, um, with Garvin and uh, and Wright sitting behind him, and then Garvin pushed up with him, and then he seemed to sort of drift between. I think he looks a little bit unclear on what his role is within the team. Uh, Nick? Um, just back on yesterday's game, Scannell was obviously playing, and he was wary of his injury because he just wasn't committed any tackles at all. He, he just seemed to lack that age because I don't think he wanted to hurt himself. I don't know, he just seemed to... I'm not saying he was bottling out or I was just saying that he, he just looked like he was worried about a reoccurring injury and perhaps should we... You know, we want we want excitement. Which I, was a, I was gutted that we didn't have Zaha Williams and Scannell on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, we... Planets to kind of go into perfect symmetry and, you know... Yeah. I don't know. Do you know, it's it's so rare. That I, I know that's exactly what I was thinking when we started the Doncaster game, and we had that. And I was thinking, this is fantastic. And I saw early on, I saw Zahar, Williams, and Martin uh, all close together. They're all talking and pointing and talk about where they're going to be and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then McShane went down injured, and the whole thing just went to pieces, kind of from there, really. Um, hmm. uh, certainly when Gardner went went off as well, and that was that was a real shame for me because that kind of ruined. The, the chance that we had to see those guys play a bit of football together and and really took cause a team problems. Um, so and I mean, perhaps we could, sorry, playing the players too much when he was obviously again, he was for the Doncaster game. Mm. Um, you know, injury wise, you know, why didn't we get one of the young defenders on there? Then perhaps we would have seen that triumvirate you spoke so highly of now do their thing on the pitch because mm. it, you know. But the rest of this game, they didn't have any defensive substitutes at all. Mm. No, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. And I, I know we're moaning about being defensive and not, but, you know, it's... <laughs> I, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it, I, we can't really argue with that. I mean, we're, um, I don't know, I, I'm not going to get bogged down here. It's, it's been... No, we're not delegated, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly, it doesn't matter. Exactly. You know, um, we're in cotton wall here in comparison to other seasons so let's yeah exactly let's remember keep, that let's keep it positive um i don't want to i'm going to skip the last question of uh 
response that Dweeb gave. Sorry, mate, but um, I haven't got a great deal of time. We're running over significantly, and also we've kind of answered it. Um, Ramsey's been on air for a while, so we're going to skip his question. Uh, there's a fantastic post from Holmesdale from Rudy Hebman, but it will take me about 15 minutes to read it, and it would all I'd pronounce pretty much everything wrong. But if you do get a chance, just pop onto the um, uh, the Holmesdale, and he's, I think he's posted it in a couple of places. Really, I mean, I think ideally, if you look at the the thread that says uh, whole radio comments for Forest game needed, that's the first place he posted it. Have a, have a read on there. I think it kind of he's one who is not afraid to criticise, but also is not afraid to point out where things are good. So I think it's, it's a good read anyway. Um, Liam uh, actually tweeted us last week, and I promised I'd cover this subject this week, and coincidentally it's, it's come up in another couple of messages as well. Uh, but it's uh, Liam, I think it's CPFC Doe on Twitter. He actually asked last week, what positions do you think we need for next season to be a top six side? And uh, I think Ben added earlier on, who do you think we should sign? Um... <clears throat> Right, we haven't got, again, masses of time, so we're trying to cover this as quickly as we can. I personally feel we need a natural wide left player in the mould of George Boyd, um, and I think we definitely need uh, an additional player up front. I think in terms of our resources, we ain't got loads of money to spend, but I imagine us probably trying to spend what we do have available on a striker who's got some goals, perhaps not necessarily in this division, but maybe the division lower think Rhodes is out of the question now but but someone of that ilk uh, I can't really think at the moment so good luck with that Dougie um, Nick you're, you're messaging with me with stuff um, hmm. chin up that, that from, yeah you can off you go can I add one I think we need another centre half and that includes re-signing Anthony Gardner hmm. I think that's and a dare, very... I s- cool. dare I say it potentially in place of Paddy McCarthy Mm. Oh, I love Paddy. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> um, I know, do you know what? He's, he does get a, a bit of stick from people, and, and in some circumstances, rightly so. Um, but I think he... I mean, the Gardner brings out the best side of Paddy, I think. They, the two work really, really well together. Um, and I think he gets some unfair stick, because he's he's he is the captain, so obviously he's kind of has a degree of responsibility that, that can affect uh, your your game, if you like, if you're concentrating on what everyone else is doing. It's not always easy to, to play your own game the right way if you try and do a little bit too much at times. But I, I just like that he's, a, he's the no-nonsense defender. We kind of got Gardner who will sort of stroke a pass around a little bit and Paddy will just hoof it into Rose Ed and not mess about. Um, so I kind of like the way they complement each other, but I, I know where you're coming from. But um, I don't see Paddy being replaced anytime soon. But I do think we need some strength in depth there. Uh, Nick, if you can pick a position to bring someone in. Um, I was going to say it's um, somebody made a comment in the chat room earlier. <laughs> I think it was um, Bubs in the chat room earlier mm. about um, Dougie being very cerebral in his management style and micromanaging on the pitch. Yeah. Does he does he like that Warnock-esque kind of? Geeing them up because you know all of our pants managers of late have not been the gear uppers, have they? If you know what I mean. Um, I do. Yeah, I. (laughs) Yeah, is a good word. Um, I don't remember where it was now, but it was somewhere where there was a recording of Dougie saying something, um, and he pointed out that in our survival campaign last year, uh, he basically he modelled his methods on on Neil Warnock. That was what he said. 
Uh, he's always said he's taken a bit out of, of being managed by Steve Coppel, and I think that's kind of where he wants to be. But, but you know, older listeners and uh, people who have watched some DVDs will remember <laughs> that, that Steve, Steve Coppel's style of football wasn't always great. Um, sacrilege to perhaps say it, because nostalgia does... Uh, does kind you of watch, like I watched the 1991 season, the, mm. well, I've got it on DVD now, when we came third, was it 91 it was? Yeah, yeah, 91. It was just frightening watching how good we were that year, mm. just a lot of the goals were four or five passes straight up the pitch um, from defensive positions and scoring, it was phenomenal. But, phenomenal. but uh, yeah, I mean the point kind of made, being made, early days... I mean, you, you'll remember them, Nick, because you were there, weren't you? But um, yeah. And just one thing, the whole Forest thing, when uh, yeah. we've always got the memory of Johnny Salad scoring from the halfway line in the um, <laughs> FA Cup third or fifth replay, whatever it was, when they were allowed to play forever. And Brian Clough being um, very red-faced in his green jumper. And <laughs> these things happen. Just yeah, like he, was, he was often red-faced, though, wasn't he, for some reason? He, um, he played squash, apparently. Oh, was that it? Yeah. He said he didn't yeah. drink squash. Sam Ward uh, tweeted earlier on, get rid of the one up front, let's be honest, has it actually worked? It's certainly not worked in terms of getting us goals, Sam. Um, get rid of the one up front, then we got none up front. Whoa, whoa, robot, robot. Ah, ah, ah. Um, hopefully everyone else heard that as a robot, otherwise I've just randomly <laughs> screamed for no reason. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> think about There's that. a robot in your room. Quick, capture it. <laughs> the worst from the other week, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, look, I. Mm, uh, where was I? Sorry, did I say room? I meant studio. <laughs> yeah, studio. My broadcast room, as I called it the other week. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> exactly. What uh, what Sam was actually uh, getting at was whether or not the one up front has worked. As I was saying, didn't doesn't work. We've not scored anywhere near enough goals but arguably it has worked in not us not conceding many either and not losing a lot of games and i don't know as much as winning's a habit losing can be a habit as well so i suppose perhaps we don't we don't really know the full implications of um of not playing the way that we currently play that's i think i keep coming back to that and it's a little bit defeatist in some ways because if you don't change something then you know you ne- you won't ever progress but there's always a danger you might do yourself some damage in some ways. But I, I don't know. I, I think I do want to see it change very much so. Um, and, I, and I don't see... Well, very much so. It's a bit Ray Wilkins, isn't it? It's all about that. Mm. Anyway, um, just getting to the last few of these that I can cover. Um, Nick's gone for four minutes in the middle of a show. What's that all about? It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what if I did that? Oh. Well, it's just you and me, mate. Um, let's, let's hope I my connection holds. <laughs> yeah, it's sounding all right at the moment. Uh, anyway, Russ, who posts Hubbo on the Homesdale, says, Evening all this year, we've had some incredible highs and a few lows. Isn't it all mo- that almost every year? Uh, yesterday was certainly a low, but on the balance of lows, the lows have been far fewer than in the last few years. With a sober head on now, and on balance, I'm happy with the season. Why, why would, ew, would I want to follow an else? Of course not. Can't make Southampton, but also can't wait for Ipswich and Cardiff. That's the uh, that's the palace, and let's get behind them. Cheers and beers, Russ. Now, I think it's a lo- it's a lovely sentiment and, and one I share. I, I think as we we've mentioned it a few times already today. I think if you consider the season as a whole, there's no there's no good people saying that we can't. 
<laughs> that's kind of been the standard response at the moment from those who are wanting to have their uh, have their, their their moans, if you like, which you know plenty of them are valid. But there's been a sort of degree of we can't talk about how well the season is overall because of how things have gone of late. Uh, I just don't really understand as, a, as an idea because it has been a good season. Just, I don't see any denial of that, Albert. No, it has been a good season. We're, we've avoided the bottom three f- for yeah. the, the entire, you know, and we're not going to for the entire season, and we're not going to go in there because we're now mathematically safe. So uh, there's there's plenty of talk about avoiding that mentality, obviously. And, and again, yeah, but one, yeah. you know, one 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 season at a time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, fair dues. Well, you have to. It's kind of the way time works, isn't it? That is, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good. It's a good system. Um, all right, listen, I'm going to finish off the listener communication with uh, with Danny H's comment. It's quite a long one, uh, and it covers a, some of the areas we've already been talked about. But uh, Danny's a, a sensible man. It would like me to say that. Um, uh, and I mentioned his post earlier, his comment earlier on. I just think it's it's worth. He, I think he gives a good idea of, of how it's right, you know, how to express yourself in the negative way quite correctly, shall we say. Uh, anyway, he goes, first off, I'm not jumping on any we were, ba- we were crap bandwagon. I've been disappointed with our tactics at home for months. Ever since we won at Millwall Way, even though we should have best drawn. I'm sure I agree with you there, Danny. I thought Millwall were the epitome of an absolutely atrocious, uh, lacking in confidence team, and we deserve that win. But, you know, we all see it differently. Uh, he says, Dougie's been insistent on playing one up top. Uh, have a look at the stats from the game since January and then compare them to the first three months of the season. On current form, we are relegation contenders. No shots on target against an average Forest side was the last straw for me. I used to love going to Palace, even if we were on a bad run. I used to go because I knew at some point we'd play some smart football that would make it all worthwhile. I've been to the last six games and all I've seen is negative, boring, passionless, soulless crap. To be honest, if players or manager can't be asked, then I can't be asked with a 160-mile round trip, £70 on fuel, and that's before I've had a pint. As for the mental and physical fatigue stuff Dougie come out with after the Forest game, what an insult. All they do is play football. They are paid daft amounts of money at a professional athlete to suggest that they are a bit tired as a piss take. Poor little lambs. It must be a hell earning 12 grand a week and having nearly three months off every year and finishing work at 3 p.m. Dougie wants to see real mental and physical fatigue. I'll gladly take him and the team on a six-month tour of Afghan next time I go. See how they like patrolling through Hellman with 40 kilos on your back in 40 to 50 degree heat day after day for six months. That's fatigue, Dougie. Why can't he just come out like Poulis said yesterday and admit we were rubbish and that that level of performance is just not acceptable? To me, insulting the fans' intelligence with with excuses is worse than the actual loss. It's like he's watching another game. Finally, he said in his pre-match chat, he would be changing things around a bit. I assume he meant going for Tetley instead of PG Tips, because the football was the same, same old, bore, tired, boring, life-sapping rubbish. I don't like being negative about Palace. I love the club. But it's hard not to be negative when that's all you see from the players and manager. And he says, P.S., play, if we play like that against Southampton, we will get embarrassed big time. Um, pretty, <laughs> pretty straightforward there. Um, <laughs> I did I say save save the uh, the real ass kicking email till last. Um, I, I I didn't even hear Pulis come out and say we were rubbish yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I shot. Don't I don't know if he did, but um, I mean I assume he, he needs did. to keep his nose to himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what's our performance got to do with him? He needs to keep well out of it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I yeah. I, again, we we've talked about a lot of those issues there. Um, but I think the overriding feeling 
is is one of of sheer frustration there. Uh, I I don't really I find it difficult to argue against <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, I don't think I don't think that point of view considers everything. Um, but but it's hard to argue with that. And for me, the the lesson there's there's sorry there's a lesson to be learned for me. Um, if we keep playing like this, and if we keep um, you know upset losing losing games or not not attacking and not getting shots on target and not not actually looking like scoring goals, if that keeps happening, then we are going to lose supporters and we are going to find it difficult. And you know the voice the dissenting voices are going to get louder and louder. Uh, and what we don't really want to see is we don't want to see uh, Dougie in the position that Peter Taylor found himself in, where you know Palace hero, but but ends up being sort of forced out of the club and thought of as a as someone who kind of took the soul out of Crystal Palace. It's not right. I I personally have every belief in in Dougie Freeman and the, and the management team that they will turn it around. I think the job that they've had to do. Is a lot harder than people thought it was, and I think they're victims of their own success in the early weeks uh, and the, and that cup run. I think it's given people a taste of something that, you know, at the start of the season they didn't think that they were going to taste, and it, and an expectation has risen. It's a natural thing; it happens, and and in, in in a way, it's down to the, the management to kind of um, manage that expectation themselves. And I think the players themselves probably felt a little bit. A little bit high and, and expect had their expectations as well, and they're probably a bit di- more than a bit disappointed. That's kind of where I'll, I'll leave that for now, anyway, because um, we've got to look ahead to the Birmingham game and then let you all go. Um, thanks for sticking with us, by the way. <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, I hope it's been of some sort of cathartic use, anyway. Um, chaps, before we leave the, the forest and all the, the contact that we've had, leave the forest. That was quite good if I'd meant that. Um, did you have any last sort of thoughts at all? No, no. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Palace, isn't it? We, we, Palace moaning that we we haven't had. We've been moaning. Oh, something always happens at Palace every season. You know, we never finish mid-table. Actually, we are finish mid-table. <laughs> we're still finding fault. It's still just been a normal season. We win one, lose one, and mm. see that as the nature of things. It's, you know, this is our season crisis for the year. Yeah, I like. Well, I do. I do like that. It is. It's, our crisis is that there's no crisis in some ways. <laughs> my yeah. final, my final thought is I can't think who it was, but to the person on the message board that said um, how he wished we'd got Eddie Howe and how different it could have been. I just like to point out that they are actually below us in the league table. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. Eddie Howe is a creepy looking man. That's all I'm going to say on it. He looks weird. Does anyone think that? Is it just me? He scares me. No. He looks like a terrible Ida Johnson look-alike. Yeah, that's right, he does. Yeah, but it, it, oh, it just looks like he's been crying the whole time. I don't know what it is. Anyway, sorry, Did he just lose his mum? Oh, shit, yeah, sorry. Uh, apologies to Eddie Howe. Moving on. Oh, he's a, he's a keen listener. Um, <laughs> I don't know who, who else we claimed was a keen listener the other week. Oh, it was John Oster, that was it, when Ben decided to try and libel him repeatedly. Steady. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, anyway, yeah, Birmingham uh, looks a lot harder than it did a couple of weeks ago. That game, I have to say, um, they've just beaten Doncaster three-one away. The, you know, up there at the keep moat, uh, scoring a few goals now. Burke has been a fantastic player for them. It was great at Cardiff last season. Um, really, he's he's kind of their 
driving creative force. Um, she said, said, yeah, she said no, Marlon is scoring the goals at the moment. And, um, yeah, I'm a bit concerned about it, but going up there on the train, having a few drinks and, um, yeah, it's like third last away game of the season. So, I mean, I expected us to lose to them at home and we ended up winning one nil with KG with a, uh, with a header quite late on. So, uh, who knows what we're going to get, but, um, Personally, let's just have a real quick chat about what we want to see in terms of a lineup. Um, I, I think gut feeling is it's not the sort of experience that I would like to see our youngsters be put in for because it could be a thrashing in some ways. But at the other the other side of the coin is I would quite like to see them given a chance away from home because they're not going to get the, the sort of negativity from the home fans if things don't go well because away from home our support is unfaltering. All right, so. What <laughs> what I would like very much is um is for us to, to just to try a little something a little bit different, just to give people some other thing to focus on if you like. So if we go Are we out, talking about in the radio show or football match? <laughs> no, the football you, match. Oh, yeah. Chris, but enough can can we stop the navel gazing now, mate? Yeah, Please. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're just drifting into it all the time, you know. Oh well you see. Got, no, we are. We're, it's like we got to, you know, it's Palace. Let's kind of get over it a bit and yeah, cheer right. everybody up. I'll start, I'll Tell everybody a joke, Chris. We're going to shit them 5-0. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good night. <Yay. laughs> oh, that's the spirit. Um, yeah, I think, right, let's, let's um, well, hopefully we're going to win 5-0, as Albert says. That's my prediction. Yeah. Nick, you go along with that? No, it was 7-1. Seven, 7-1. One. Seven, one. Paddy's, Paddy's drew another own goal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave that there. That's our Birmingham review. <laughs> quality, lads. Well done. Um, you know what? I think we can end the show there. Um, it's been it's been emotional today. I think we've got a lot out of our systems, and I hope you have too. But um, I think there's, there's plenty to feel positive about over the course of the whole season. I, I still believe that firmly. Um, and I think, I think we'll probably, in, if, if people just accept we are where we are, we're going to enjoy the rest of the season. Just, just your season's ended. We've had a nice break. Um, I'm sure I'm going to leave us on a on a positive email from uh, from Ian Lyons, and then I'll say our, we'll say our goodbyes. And um, Ian says, "Evening guys, been have, have been globe trotting for the." He actually says globe trotting. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's globe trotting. Uh, for the last few weeks, and I've only been able to catch up with things via the web, and I've been grateful for your excellent podcast to listen to. Oh, that's too kind. Uh, which, unlike recent results, lifted my spirits. With regards to these recent results, I refer to my emails of late with regards to Dougie's inability or reluctance to change formation. It's no longer catching teams out as well as blah, 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 which we've all covered. Sorry, Ian. Had to, um, but he said, we need something to drag us out of this seeming malaise. And if there's one word to describe the last three games... It's arg, you know, but keep up the good work. So, I mean, it's not as uplifting as I thought that email. I it's, thought malaise was a better word to sum it up than arg. Yeah, malaise is a better word. Um, I'm going to leave yeah, you with. Well done for using it. Yeah, I, well, it wasn't my word. It was yeah, well done, Ian, for using it. Yeah. I meant Ian. Yes. Oh, well, I just assumed all praise is coming my direction. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Seems pretty mean. Um, no, I'm just gonna. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna leave you with the thought. Look, I, I know we keep coming back to this. 
But if you if you imagine where we've come from and where we are now, you would have taken it at the start of the season. Any one of you. Well, there's a few people a little bit uh, excitable, but pretty much to a man, everyone and and woman, everyone would have taken where we are at the start of this season. And um, let's hope for some more progression over the coming weeks. And so we can go into next season very, very positive. So get your season tickets, support the club, give us the chance to be a bigger team than we are. Um, and, hi, uh, thank you for listening to that. Um, I'm Hopefully you enjoyed it as well. It wasn't too much of a chore for you. Um, this is our second attempt at um, an outro. Um, it's becoming a bit of a theme of recent weeks that we're saying stuff that we can't possibly use in a... That can be, you know, downloaded publicly. The, the uh, common so. thing in all of this, though, Chris, is you know, Albert and I aren't here every week. The, the, the <laughs> common thing is you. It well only happens when well you're. Pointed not out. Well pointed out. Yeah, no. I mean, admittedly, I, I, I don't think you can blame Albert myself over this. Well, you made it, <laughs> yeah, Albert. you've obviously revealed it was something that Albert said that we can't possibly broadcast. So we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. I mean, there's plenty that Albert said this week that was broadcast, but this, yeah, this we can't. We really can't. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, although I have a recording of it and an edited version may make our end of season show, uh, for amusement purposes. But I mean, first of all, chaps, uh, we're, obviously the listeners are having to listen to us say these things and, um, they've just finished listening to the show, uh, which, um, I mean, I, I do want to sort of make a quick reference to the fact that we're, we're not going to be like, this every week and by that i mean we're not going to rant about results every week it just felt that the current mood was that people including us wanted to get a few things off their chest i think now that's done it's all about the positivity um nick you had a, a cord- what second do we get beaten by birmingham do we get beaten by birmingham yeah well, we seven one now nick you had a, a really interesting uh story to talk about about Claude Davis that you mentioned in the intro. It was just um, the the fight, the Crawley fight compared to the Palace Forest fight was like, mm. I don't know, just the, the difference was phenomenal from Claude Davis. Yeah, um, I was started it and ran away. Yeah, yeah, Claude showing some some real class in in uh, in throwing that first punch and then slowly backing off and letting everything happen. Um, I think Davis and Gardner would have made a good back. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really. They uh, I don't really know. I mean, they. I, Gardner strikes me as a bit more of a calm personality. I think Claude Davis is just. I don't know if he's clinically insane, but he's um. Yeah, he was certainly. Can we, can we keep this one as well, or do we have to get rid of this now? No, we're we're going to stop rambling incoherently. That's what we're going to do, Nick. Um, I'm just going to mention that same thing that I said last time, which was I really enjoyed the keeper's role in that Crawley fight of running the length of the pitch and throwing an absolute haymaker. I thought it was a splendid effort. Um, Albert, do you have anything non-massively uh, offensive to say at the end of this particular outro? Saying nothing. Saying nothing at all? No, just in case. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, how about you say uh, thank you for downloading and join us again next week? Thank you to everyone who's downloaded the podcast this week. Um, we really enjoyed it. We really appreciate your interaction and contributions to the show. You know, hopefully you'll be listening again next week. Okay. And even, if you, um, even if our listeners aren't on, online when the show's going out, they should know our number so they can even call to the show. Mm-hmm. That's true, they could call, but they won't know what we're talking about. We should have this conversation. Do we know what they're talking about? Hmm. Hit the button. I'm hitting the button. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.